July 23rd, 2020. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. In an interview on Fox News last night, Donald Trump once again bragged about how well he did on his cognitive test. Ironically, repeating oneself over and over again is a major sign of cognitive degeneration, and I didn't need a test to tell me that. In that same interview, Trump praised Dr. Deborah Burks as an amazing woman who can do 15 things with a scarf. One thing she clearly can't do is take off that scarf, wrap it around his mouth, and shut him the f*** up. Senator Rand Paul is calling for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to be impeached for his coronavirus response. With that kind of logic, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis should be put to death for his response, which ironically is what he's doing to Floridians as part of his response. Vulnerable Republican Senator from Maine, Susan Collins, is refusing to endorse Donald Trump for re-election. Someone might want to tell her that she wouldn't have to worry about voting for him in November had she voted against him in January at the impeachment trial. Elon Musk says that people will eventually consume music through an implanted brain chip. He's working out the details with Kanye as we speak. For their MLB telecast, Fox Sports will fill empty baseball stadiums with virtual fans who will react to what's happening on the field. Hey, if fake fans work for ball games, I wonder what Fox News could do for someone's next rally. 54-year-old Mike Tyson has announced that he'll be fighting 51-year-old Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition on September 12th. Anyone hoping to see an older person fighting sooner can look for the unmasked woman at every Walmart. Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach Mansion is now on the market for $22 million. The house is 8,000 square feet and features six bedrooms, seven and a half baths, and a pool. Perfect for a family with young children. Uh, um, you know, forget I even mentioned this. Quibi founder Jeffrey Katzenberg raised $3 million for the Senate Majority Pact to support Democratic candidates. Let's hope he's better at backing candidates than he is at backing streaming services. CBS announced that for the second season of their new hit reality series, Love Island, they will move the show from Fiji to Las Vegas. With the change, contestants can now forget about catching the usual STDs and go straight for the COVID. Now that's reality. Now let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Yellow, and as always, I'm joined by some of our TMI Hollywood family members. Let's say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or their podcast streaming service of their choice. Let's start with you, Pete. Hey, I'm here, and Veronica wanted to cut my hair before the show, but I told her it looked good. 
Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Four to one. <laughs> Sheena. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, well, we're up by four right now. First game out. So whoop, whoop. even though Anthony Fauci is not a pitcher, it's okay. We, we all have our weaknesses. I'm okay with that. He's good at pandemics, not pitching. All right. Well, thank God he's not a catcher. <laughs> if you got my drift. <laughs> Jess. Hmm. Okay. Well, hello all out, out there in podcast land. Whatever you do, don't follow me at the Jess Ellis on Twitter. Chris. Hello, everyone. Thanks for watching. And Emma. Hey, y'all. How are you guys doing? Just to be clear, the Yankees have four runs. We are up by three. The Nationals have one. And it is very fun listening to that when Stuart, the Nationals fan, shares a wall with me. (laughs) There you go. Thanks for the update, Emma. Okay, so let's get started. For a second Fox News interview in a row, Donald Trump bragged about how well he did on a cognitive test he recently took and urged Joe Biden to take the same test and release his results. Shockingly, Trump's results haven't been released, nor has a doctor confirmed that he has taken the test. So that we're all clear, a cognitive test is an evaluation tool that healthcare professionals can use to determine if an individual is experiencing cognitive decline or impairment. Let's face it, whoever is sworn into office in January is gonna be really old. It is either going to be the 74-year-old current president or the 77-old Democratic challenger. Should both men have to take cognitive tests done by impartial physicians and released to the public? Yes, absolutely. Please, for the love of God. Here's the thing. I'm one of those people, uh, all, all jokes aside, like, I think after a certain age, like, I think, like, after you hit, like, 50 or 60, you should, like, have to go back into the DMV to get your license. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Logan's run. Logan's run. Yes. Because let me tell you something. I, listen, I have, I've had relatives that are up in age, like my, my grandma on my mom's side, 78 drives like a race car. Like she, she knows what she's doing out there. And then there's the other side where there's people like, they can barely see because they got cataract eyes and they're on the road and they shouldn't be. So if I, you know, that's the thing too, that's dangerous as hell. Now you got these two old motherfuckers about to be in presidency for at least four years. Let me tell you something. Look how old Trump looks now. I mean, he wasn't that great looking beforehand, but look what the first four years did to him. If Biden wins, you said you say he's 76, 77. He's not going to He's not going to There's no way he's going to be dead before he, before the end of his first term you know what I mean? like he might make it to like year three at best so for sure they need to be having a test because nope. like they're running a country they we, we need to be reassured that these guys got all their faculties okay like i know that technology has advanced that we have like supplements and brain things and all these other stuff to like keep us younger longer but like yo they're in their 70s we gotta be on our shit They'll just do a weekend at Bernie's with <laughs> yeah. with him, you know. This is like, or it'll be like uh, Equilibrium, where they just have yeah. like him on video instead of like him actually being alive. Oh, come on, weekend at Bernie's more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, these guys are really old, and I don't, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's cognitively something wrong with you if you've spent your whole life trying to get into politics and be some kind of like captain of industry or some shit. Like you already suffer from some kind of megalomania. So 
there's already something definitely wrong with you. Anybody else? Yeah, I, I mean, got it. Uh, that could be argued at any president we've ever had. Um, they haven't all been as disastrous as, say, Trump or as old as uh, Biden. Uh, for what it's worth, like, even a younger man gets aged by the presidency. Like, not that Trump has been so good a president, but like Obama is a fine man and he still looked like a little different by the end of four years. Like he still had some more gray hair, you know? Yeah. Um, I am like, listen, I don't think it hurts to have them take a cognitive test. I think that like this particular test is meant to like measure cognitive decline. I don't think that's like, that's the lowest possible bar. It's not what we should have for the presidency. And I'm not sure what test we would use to show like if you're smart enough to be president. Right. Uh, I don't know, basically don't hate the idea. I just have no idea how we could possibly do it. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's that's the thing. I mean, to me, I, I think it would be a really good thing for them to do the test. But at the same time, you have to know that there's no way it's happening. I mean, like, sure, they'll say in private that they took the test. But, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine a scenario where they would allow, like, this information to get out there if, say, either one of them was cognitively impaired. I mean, because what do you do then? I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's absolutely no contingency as, plan. As the Oompa Loompas come out and start singing. We, yeah, we, we've, ne <laughs> we've never had an opportunity to say, oh, this guy's too fucked up to be president before voting for them. Usually it's it's kind of after the fact. But but yeah, no, and, and then I think it also kind of sends the worst message to every other country in the in the world that we so don't trust the people that we're putting up for president that we would actually make them take a test to let us see how well their minds still work. I, I mean, they should, but I don't see it ever happening. Well, one of the things, though, too, is whenever I hear people saying, you know, I can't believe we have a 77-year-old nominee. And I'm like, hello, this is what the American people voted for. I mean, this is what we chose. You know, I mean, it's everybody complains about it all the time. And, oh, you know, but again, clearly we're not, where we should be, you know, or when people talk about third party candidates or, or, you know, changes that need to be made, I just don't feel like we're there yet. And I'm not speaking for myself, I'm speaking for other people, you know, because I mean, no, of course not, because if you think about it on the Democratic side, the best, the best options that the, uh, that the Democrats had were all in their mid seventies. I, I mean, because you had Biden, you had Sanders and you had Elizabeth Warren. And so, I mean, and, and, and I'm not saying that they were the best options, but those were the best options to actually get the nomination. Right. Um, anybody else that was younger and may have been more viable as far as their mental capacity at this point, they all got sh pushed under the rug as quickly as they could. So so this was clearly, I mean, in another year, this probably wouldn't have happened. But to me, I, I think this clearly happened this year because the Democrats didn't want to put anybody out there that they thought had any chance of losing. It so, highlights yeah. It highlights the absurdity of our two-party system because yeah. everybody's so like okay with choosing the lesser of the two evils, but guess what? It's still evil. And that's what happened in the Democratic primaries. They're like, "Well, I guess <laughs> I guess the least bad one's Joe Biden." I don't I don't agree with you on that though, Jess, because I I mean for what you know for what an election is the election is to is always to try and put the best person up for your for your platform that can win 
I, I mean, at least that's that's my understanding. I, I know there's this fairy tale idea out there that the best person should be president, but it's never the best person. It's always the best person with the opportunity to win should be up there. And so, you know, whenever I hear this whole thing about well, Biden's the lesser of two evils, I don't know what's evil about him. I, I mean, yeah, he's older, and that's probably the worst he's a thing you could say about him. Yeah, but the thing is, he's there, there's nobody else. No, you know what? Right now, that's evil. We've had we've had every every president that was supposedly not pro war got us into a war anyway. I know that's so, also so, evil. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> that's but also again, evil. You're, you're, you're arguing points that have no, you know, they, you could go in circles with this all day because of where you stand on this. No, I'm not going in circles. It's just one thing. That's they're both evil. Like Tulsi Gabbard wanted to bring troops home, and of course, she's she a was fucking poo-pooed. idiot, though. That's the only but problem. What I'm saying <laughs> is. There's people who are either not evil or way less. And and right now we're we're choosing between two two guys who have one foot in the grave. And you're gonna be like, well, I'll just pick pick the less and okay, don't use the word evil, but choose the less bad one. Choose the you know, it's just a shitty situation to be in, and it's because people are convinced those are their only choices, that this two party system is the only way it could work. I mean, in this election, this particular year, it is. Well, for sure. Yeah. Like, without we're, a doubt. We're, we're this, really this, close. These are the options but... we have this year. Maybe next time there'll be other options. Or maybe, like, we'll see a total change and there will be a third party, which would be incredible. But, yeah, like, that, that is what's happening this year. First of all, I'm sick of y'all disrespecting. There is a third party. It's called the birthday party. Show some fucking respect for ye, okay? <laughs> Pray for ye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he might be crazy, but at least he's young. <laughs> you know, yeah, but no, but but Emma's right because in another in another year this may not be the matchup. But but you know, I, I don't think that the Democrats wanted to go into probably the most consequential election of the last thirty or forty years with a, with Amy Klobuchar as as the nominee. I mean, she might make a great president, but. Nobody knows how she's going to run nationally. You know, they all knew what Biden could do nationally with, you know, because of his past. So, I mean, again, this was the best they could do considering what their opportunities were and, and who they were going up against. If they were going up against a Mitt Romney or one of these other Republicans, I can't imagine that Biden would have been the nominee. It, it would have been somebody else at that point. Okay. So according to a 1989 study, most cognitive abilities tend to peak in early midlife, plateau until the late 50s or 60s, and then show decline initially at a slow pace, but accelerating as the late 70s are reached. Clearly, both men are at an age where this is a potential issue. Do you think that it would be fair for reporters or even debate moderators to question both candidates about this, or is this going to seem as ageism? Depends on how you, I mean, like, here's the thing, we're all, the biggest uh, issues that, not the biggest issues, but, like, the most important thing that seems to be in our culture is, like, image. So, like, they would have to be, like, the way that they worded the questions, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, like, how, you know, you could say it, but it would have to be in a way that doesn't seem like you're attacking. And it has has to be a way that also doesn't seem biased against both of these two guys. Cause like, unfortunately these are the ones that, you know, we have right now. So like any question is like, Hey, do you feel dumber now that you're older? Like that, anything that's like even close to that, you were going to be like, Oh, that's, you know, messed up. I can't believe, you know, 
And like, and then of course, like if they say it to Trump, you know, you know, the, the right is going to be like, oh, that's bullshit. They're just trying to target him. And if you say it to Biden, it's going to be the same thing from the left. So like really any question that you ask them about their like cognitive ability is probably going to seem ages unless you put it in like the most cookie cutter Barney style softest question ever. You'd have to frame everything from a 1950s point of view because like they probably don't understand the world now. <laughs> You know, like most old people, like everything just moves too fast. So you just put everything like, <laughs> yeah, you just put everything from a 1950s perspective and then we'll get a good, good idea. So they can answer with numbers. Danny online is saying Trump wouldn't pass a basic civics test or a kindergarten geography test. Thanks for the comment, Danny. That's true. Okay. So Trump, his staff, and his campaign have tried to create and paint Joe Biden as being feeble and old and claiming that he no longer has the mental ability to do the job he's running for. Considering Trump's age and the occasional little mistakes he makes, is this an <laughs> attack on Biden or does it seem ill-advised? Anybody? No, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely what they're going to, what, what they're trying because they tried everything else and nothing else seems to be working. Um, I mean, the whole Sleepy Joe thing, they threw that back in, in, I don't know who it was who actually said it, but if it was Biden or somebody else, but they, I guess they got bored with hearing Sleepy Joe. So somebody said, yeah, because it'll be nice for people to be able to sleep at night with Joe Biden as president. So, so they threw that at them. They tried, they tried to tie him to the far left. They, everybody knows he's not far left. They, they try to say, well, he's now mentally incapable of running the country, so he's going to be led by well, – this is my favorite one. Gonna be, he's going to be led by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who are as fucking old as he is. So, but he's not, he's not um, aware enough to, to, to not let them be running the party. So, yeah, they're going to use it. But I, I, it's, just, it's another wasted attack because Trump, Trump gets up on a microphone every fucking day and says something crazy. So it's – I mean – he can't say that somebody else is, is feeble-minded when half the shit that comes out of his mouth sounds like something, sounds like the guy screaming, get off my lawn. But, but they're both feeble-minded. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. It's like when you see those clips of like two really old guys who were probably tough guys when they were in their 20s and 30s and they, they get into a fist fight and it's just like two turtles, you know, airboxing. It's, but this, is, this whole thing's pathetic. It's ridiculous. But yes, I mean, that's, that's probably going to be his best strategy is to call him feeble minded because it's true. Doesn't mean that Trump also isn't right. Yeah. But that's, but you just, you completely, you completely nullify the argument because both of them are a little bit off. And I you mean, know, just, technically, technically there is such a thing. There's like, what do they say? There's chronicle chronological age and then biological age. And to be honest, like Trump definitely seems sharper, like on the ball more than Joe Biden does. Just like Bernie Sanders seem way more on the ball that. than Joe Biden does. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta agree with you, sir. Like, I like low key. Sometimes I don't even think I don't even like. Cause I, I see some interviews and they're interviewing Joe. Like, I think he low key forgets where he is, and like, it comes to him and like, in, like, because like, a lot of his answers seem like they're like really off the cuff, as if like he just kind of came back into consciousness and was like, oh yeah, I gotta answer this question. Like, just I woke up. He, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like he drifts off. Like I don't know. There's been times where I've seen him interviewed. I'm just like. Does he know where he's at? Like, I feel like there's like the person that's next to him has to like remind him in some way. Like his wife is behind him with like a clicker, like, hey, stay in, stay in it. 
<laughs> I have to say though, and I mean, I, I'm not saying that, you know, his age is not a factor to what you're saying, Chris, but yeah. also the fact that he does have a stuttering pro, you know, problem. I have students that have stuttering problems and I know that they process things differently. So you add that to his age. Yeah. And I also think too, sometimes, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I have a soft spot for him as a human being because of all the loss that he's had in his life. I mean, he's been through unimaginable, you know, that's in, in his family. So I think maybe sometimes, you know, it kind of takes him out of that element too. And he's, you know, whatever. I mean, I think it's a lot of things, but of course, you know, his age is a huge factor in this as well too. But I, I always, you know, I always think about that too, that there's also other factors on does top the, of that, that he's 77 years old. So does a stuttering problem make him uh, tell tall tales like getting arrested with Nelson Mandela? No, no, I'm not saying that. No, not, not for that exactly. But I'm saying sometimes when he has to think about a word, you know, there is. A oh, yeah. He stammers. And that's... Yeah, because it is part of the study. I mean, again, I'm not an expert in, a, in stuttering problems, but I did have students in the past that I worked with who did have stuttering problems and they knew the word, but it just took them a couple seconds for it to process. And everybody, everybody goes through that. Yeah. But like I said, you know, and then you add that to a 77 year old man on top of that. So those are also factors as well. So we already know that Donald Trump has Mike Pence as his vice president. And he is perfect in the event you love God, but hate women and gays. I imagine around this time next week, we will probably be talking about Biden's choice for VP. With him considerably ahead of Trump in the polls, how important is it that Biden picks a much younger running mate? Or would it be just fine if he were to put, let's say, 75-year-old Elizabeth Warren on the ticket? Mm. How important is it to you guys that he picks a younger it's not, I would say it's important. I mean, I mean, you know, you, the important thing is that the person is qualified. You know what I mean? That's Ugh. really the important thing. I mean, I know, that, I know, I know. I'm saying that with a grain of salt. Every time I hear qualified, I, I want to ask somebody, what does that even mean? What does that mean? What's, well, I mean, what's like, qualified? I, here's the thing. Like somebody who understands what's going on, understands like, like that, like that can think critically, that can find solutions to problems that can like, you know, doesn't just try to use their power to like get the things that they want or and they, maybe and maybe somebody who's like, because I feel like, you know, the last like the presidency, like I feel like a lot of people, you know, especially towards the end, like they start making moves for like their exit strategy before they even, you know, care about us. So, yeah, I, don't know. I know. But by that by that metric, I don't I don't know which one has been qualified. <laughs> that, 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 well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, that's what I mean, but I mean, like at least somebody, I mean, I don't know, somebody who makes me feel a little warmer at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if eloquent speaker means qualified, then yeah, like Ob- Obama, 100% qualified. Bush, 100% yeah, but not qualified. But what is it? You could do it, though. I mean, qualified for well, it this. It wasn't kind just of that job. he was an eloquent speaker, though. I'm saying which metric? I said yeah. that I just picked a random metric that I really liked right. about Obama. So right. I just picked one metric. No, I mean, so which to, be qualified you know, what for, to be qualified for this job, you have to kind of be somehow or another complimentary to the person that you're running with. I, I mean, the reason why Biden was a good running mate for Obama was because Obama had very little time in federal government because he'd only been a senator for two years, where Biden had 30-something years at that point. He had no record of race issues in the past, so being the, the white running mate of the black candidate wasn't going to be an issue. Plus, he kind of fit in a lot of the holes where, where Obama kind of did not have uh, background. He, he, he had, you know, a lot of time on the armed forces. 
um, you know, he, you know, with a lot of with foreign uh, with foreign policy, he'd done all that stuff. So, you know, whoever I mean, and for Trump, Pence was perfect because without Pence, Trump probably doesn't win because because the, all those people who, who for months knew that Trump was the devil, the minute that he got Pence in there, they said, OK, well, we'll take the devil because we've got this guy who's going to push all the things we want so Trump can go out and do rallies every day. So qualified, you're saying, is somebody that's been, you know, an establishment politician. Is what no, 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 I, no. I didn't say that at all. And I'm just trying to figure it out. No, because what I said was the person that runs with you has to be complimentary to you. So if you've been in government 50 years, then maybe you want somebody who's who's got less experience because you want somebody who's the younger, fresher face. You know, it's it's it, it's all it, it has to be a balance. You can't have the same person. The reason why uh, the, in the last election, when um, what's his name, Tim, uh, the one that uh, Tim yeah, when, yeah, Tim came when Tim came was 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 Hillary Clinton's running mate. And why that was just a, an utter waste, because he brought absolutely nothing to the table that they didn't already have. They already were going to win Virginia. There, there was no there was no question about that. The, the, you know, he was a he was a white man who had not nearly as much experience as she had, and, and wasn't. Spanish. That was it. He that spoke was Spanish. That was that seemed to be the reason why they picked him because he spoke Spanish. So and, you and think somebody like reason. you see, you think somebody like an AOC would be a better a good pick for Biden, like no. somebody that's younger no, again, and see, maybe. See, you know, if if I sit here all day and you know and answer questions where you're pointing the question at the at the answer you want, you'll always be right. I'm but that's asking not what I said you. either. I'm no, asking uh, you. you know, I'll just let you if, talk then. No, if I, listen, if I if I had if I had my choice of, of people that for him to run with, you want somebody who's in a state where where the, either you're close or you're ahead by a little bit and you want somebody. Well, for him, he's kind of painted into a corner. He has to have a woman and more than likely almost definitely has to have a woman of color. So that kind of knocks him down to about three or four people. So if, if you go by that metric, you're talking about Kamala Harris who's in California, which I think really wipes her out because there's no need for her, although she'd be great to see on a debate stage against Pence, or you or you have this Val Demings in, in, in Florida who would be perfect because she's in Florida, or possibly uh, Keisha Bottoms, the governor, I mean, the, the mayor of, uh, of Atlanta, because, because Georgia is really close. Yeah. And she's, and she's an eloquent speaker. Isn't she? She's a, yeah. she's a rock star. She's great. <laughs> I think she's great. I really hope he picks her. Um, well, and, but also, but talking about qualifications, like what Jess was asking right now and what you were debating as well, Pete, um, it's so interesting because we have a president in the White House who had no qualifications at all. So are we going to lower the bar when it comes to qualifications for VP, considering we have a reality show president in the White House? I mean, I kind of feel like we've taken a, like a beating in the last four years that we kind of I, have lowered the bar. <laughs> like we're just kind of exhausted right now. So the bar is, is probably for sure going to be yeah. lower because it's like, I mean, like really right now, like, you know, we talked about the polls and like that most of America is just like, can we just not have him? So that, I don't I think I don't that know. Already the bar. I, mean, Go for I, it, I think that like in the worst case scenario, you probably could lower the bar by doing whataboutism. But I think ultimately all the people who I know of who are on Biden's shortlist, they are already so far clear of the bar that Trump sets that like, it doesn't matter. Cause like yeah. whatever bar would be changed, like they, they already go way beyond it. Um, so 
Doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think after 2016, people are sick of establishment politicians. I mean, we have had demonstrations and civil unrest for 53 days straight in Seattle. Stuff's still going on in Chicago. Stuff's still going on all over the place. People are sick of the establishment. I, I honestly yeah, think. I, 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 it, oh, so wait, let me ask. So let me ask you, Jess. Hold on, Pete. I have a question for Jess. Okay. So what? So then, how do we fix this then? Like, what is your solution to this? What do people have to do, or you know, how do we get rid of this establishment? I say it all the time, which is stop, you know, trying to fit into that two party system, try to do things differently. And everybody says, well, but but this time we can't or it's already that way. You know, I mean, but the people in Seattle don't think that. And that's a lot of people. They're not going to say, well, the police are already, you know, brutal towards us. So there's nothing we could do to change it. At some point, people have to start changing things. And I think that's what the Republic. Oh, go for it. Can I ask you a question? Do you think the people in Seattle, or they, I mean, the people in Portland, the people in Seattle, do you think they're planning on voting for Trump in, in three months or, or would you think Biden would probably be the guy they're going to vote for? I think a lot of those people may not vote in protest. I think a lot of those people might wrote, write in Bernie but Sanders. If, if, they, if, if they do have to vote, let's let's say, let's say, yeah, it's definitely let's say Joe those Biden. are militia. OK, so then so then where's your point? Oh, you're right. I, I have mean, a point. that's. I got no, a point. Saying, people are definitely happy. People are definitely yeah. happy with their no, government you, and they're excited saying, about Joe Biden. No, but you're no, I'm not saying they are. I'm saying what I'm saying. My is point was that people are unhappy. Yeah, okay, people are, are sick unhappy. of establishment politicians. But I don't I don't think that's why they're unhappy. Just I think they're unhappy because there's a lot of fucked up things happening in this country that ha- weren't fixed 50 years ago and are still problems today. Now, whoever's running the government sure has to have some say in that but this this is it goes beyond just the leaders it goes to like the local level and to and you know it goes it goes to every every part of, of you our think that but society. people like you are hyper focused on federal politics like most people are well, we they're not paying right attention now. locally That's just, we have to be. people are unhappy with establishment politicians you said this stuff's been going on 50 years and a lot of these people have been around for the better part of that 50 years in their career in washington people are sick of it and if and if my and if that's not having a point, that's fine. Then I'm just making a statement. People are sick of establishment politicians, and that's what got Trump elected. People wanted radical change. That was four years ago. Is... What about now? I think people still want radical change. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they'll get it, but yeah. people do want it, and people are in the streets right now trying to do it. I mean, yeah. let me. I don't. I don't know that I disagree with your analysis. Just like a different perspective on it, I guess. Uh, Trump is about as anti-establishment as you're going to get. He had no career in politics before this, and he became president. Yeah. And people are still protesting. Like people are still not happy. Uh, so I do agree with you that like it has to start smaller, um, because you also see someone like an AOC who does so well in her district. People love her because she is not establishment, uh, and also because she actually represents the people in her district. Um, but he he does frustrate me a little bit when we have this discussion um, because it feels like when we experimented with having anti-establishment go straight to the presidency with Trump, it went, it's gone so poorly for a wide variety of reasons. Uh, I am all about not having a two-party system and changing things up, but I think that you did say that we, we focus too much on federal politics, but I also never see 
maybe I just don't see it, but I don't see that many people who are running for office in smaller, more local offices who also aren't part of the two-party system. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So we all know that, that Trump loves ratings. Final question. How big would the ratings be for a live Trump-Biden cognitive test special? Man. Huge. We pull out the popcorn and just sit in home and Phenomenal. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. It would be crazy. like the wall or Titan games. People would pay money, Veronica. <laughs> I would love to that. Like, you ever see those the, the disaster or like you ever like you see like uh like the Martian or like Armageddon where like the whole world is watching like on the big yeah. screen? Up. Like, I think that would be one of those events where like everybody in the world would watch that shit. You'd have oh, to yeah. get like, like like you'd have to get like an older band like the Rolling Stones or Aerosmith to perform at it. Like, it'd have to be all older people. Like, Vanna White would be presenting things. It would be just a whole need scene. someone more neutral, like Cheap Trick. Someone more neutral. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you feel you the who has to make exactly. taking an exciting thing to watch, though. Like, results, <laughs> fireworks. But, like, just sitting there and filling out a piece of paper? God bless that cameraman. Yeah, I don't think that could be music, because then it'd just be two old guys talking about, like, why did the music get too so loud? <laughs> Burn down that music. Uh. Well, I mean, you would have to find a band that'd be willing to tie themselves to Donald Trump, and so far, no one is willing to let him have any of their music I'm to sorry, play in any of his Bruno things. Mars Navy band, madam. <laughs> was ready to play for so, so five people that were in that audience. <laughs> um, Shana, um, Danny online is saying that he would like you to be VP for Joe Biden. Oh. Shana for VP. I wanted you, to. You actually that. fit the criteria, except for the fact you live in LA. <laughs> Okay, so we it. But I'm from New York. I don't know if that helps. That doesn't help me. <laughs> it does not help. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so we have been doing a lot of talking about cognitive tests, and we thought we would do something we haven't seen on TV yet, and that is give a version of the test to our panel. So we had our panel download a version of the same test that Donald Trump took. It's called the Montreal Cognitive Test, and we're going to give it to everyone now. So does everybody have a copy of their test? Where was it in the uh, the uh, the um It was in the uh, email. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There it is. Got it. There it is. Okay. So for not the, again. Okay, cool. So for the first part then, it's the visual spatial executive part of the test. I'm going to explain to you what you guys are going to do and you guys are going to do it and you're going to have to score yourselves cuz I can't keep score for everybody. Okay, so if you look at the first set of questions there. You have to start with the number one is. So if one goes to A and A goes to two, finish that pattern until you get to the very end where it's the letter E. So go ahead and do that now. Okay. He gets extra points for being first. <laughs> I was gonna say like done. <laughs> I want you to show it to everyone. I'm on my phone. Okay, it's okay. Uh-oh. Mine won't show oh, up because the green screen. Wait, can you draw it if it's on your phone? Yeah, you have to press well, the... Yeah. Oh, can you? Yeah, you have to, draw, you have to press the, the little pencil on the top right. Press the pencil, you could just do it on your phone. Uh. No, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. I'm take off my virtual background. So, so for people that are watching at home, this is what it looks like. Um, That's the first thing they're doing. Mine's not allowing me to draw in it. 
you you fresh little, uh, You've already failed the test. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you see mine? Um, a little bit closer, Chris. Yes. Did you okay. open in an Acrobat or? Do you have iPhone? Yeah. Okay. When you turn it, like, uh, click <laughs> onto the, the actual test, and then in the top right corner, uh, there should be like a little pencil or like a marker. You can press that and then just guide along. Nah, I'm in Gmail. That's why. Once you do that, I need you to go to the second part. I want you to copy the cube. Copy the cube exactly the way it is there. And I will show it to people that are watching at home what they are doing. So they have to copy this cube right there. Ah, it just left. Damn it. <laughs> this is actually harder than it seems. Yeah. It's so on the phone, it is. <laughs> I can't draw on my thing, but uh, here's an old Lush wrapper that I drew a cube on. <laughs> <laughs> Can we erase it? <laughs> it's actually a trick to drawing this cube that if you're a teacher, you know the trick. I know the trick. I just, it's hard to do it with yeah, your It's super fingers. easy. Yeah, if I could edit this stupid document. <laughs> I look like I had a stroke. <laughs> so let me see your cubes once you have them. Can you hold them up? <laughs> oh my God, Pete, I'm concerned. It worked. It's right. Let me see Emma. Good job. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I did. This is That's the, the best the I can do. Sorry. Right. Right. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> okay. So the next part. I'm concerned. I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> okay. So the next part of the test, they ask you to draw a clock 10 past 11. Oh, so draw a clock 10 past 11. And I think you have to put all the numbers on there. It says because it says contours, yes. numbers, and oh. hands. So okay, I'm not gonna do this on the on the phone then. I'm gonna draw it. You yeah. have to do it with num yeah, the numbers and the hands as well. <laughs> this is so so bizarre. You said and what was it? You're drawing the clock 10 past 11. 10 past 11, okay. Very good, Shayna. I think your cognitive abilities are great. Very good, Emma. <laughs> okay. Good job, Chris. It's the best okay. job ever. Okay, you guys did a good job with that. So then you can score your points then. Um, that was worth five points. What so was the first one worth? section? The first one's the worth one point, the cube is worth one point, and the clock is worth three points. So they want to make sure that you got the numbers, the hands, the contour, all correct. So, wait, what did you say on the first one was two points? The first one is one point. <laughs> one, one point. I couldn't hear because you keep giggling like a schoolgirl. I'm sorry. <laughs> the second, the cube is also one point, the clock is the three points. Three points, okay. Okay. So you. Wait, did you give me the, did you, did you give me the cube? I'm sorry, Chris. What did you say? You give me the cube. I'm I'm going off your rules. Did I? Did you accept my cube? Okay. Good. You accepted it, right? Okay. <laughs> you have good cognitive abilities, Chris. Cool. So far, it's not so done. Far. 
I'm okay. so glad we have a teacher doing this. Thank God. I'm, taking, I'm gonna take my brain. <laughs> to my teacher roots. Yes. Okay. So the next part is the naming portion of the cognitive abilities test. You have three animals in front of you. Please write the name of each animal below it. Give me a. You know, second. like Leon or. <laughs> Or like Bruce, because I the first one looks like a Bruce to me. <laughs> okay, write the type of animal, Jess. Is that oh. <laughs> okay? So I have to scribble out Bruce, because but that's oh, can you mine. read it? I can't. Yeah. Say, my handwriting is not cute, but uh. uh okay, good job, guys. So it was the lion, rhino, and the camel. So okay, I, I thought you were like, I thought you were gonna be like cheeky and be like rhinoceros. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't spell rhinoceros. How many points so, is that? That was worth three points. So each animal is worth one point. Okay. Okay, Ooh. great. So now we're moving on to the memory portion of the test. I'm gonna read you a list of words. I may repeat them one time. And then I'm gonna call on each one of you and you have to repeat the words in any particular order. Okay? Okay, so the Just first the set of here. words. Man, woman, camera, TV, boom. <laughs> okay, so Got here it. are the words. Can you guys hear me clearly? Yes. yes. I'll write them down. Yes. Okay, the first set of uh, words are straw, bird, notebook, Bowl, wall. I'm going to say it one more time. Straw, bird, notebook, bowl, wall. Emma, can you repeat them in any order? Straw, bird, notebook, bowl, wall. Good job. Shana. Straw, bird, notebook, bowl, wall. Good. Um, Chris. Straw, bird, notebook, something, and wall. <laughs> okay. Bowl, bowl, got it. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Straw, bird, notebook, bowl, wall. Okay. Now, Pete, I'm going to come back to you five minutes later. And you have oh, fuck. <laughs> I got to remember for five minutes. The next group, that's the way you're supposed to do it. The next group of words, are we ready? Glass, phone, stamp, calculator, fan. Glass, phone, stamp, calculator, fan. Pete, let's start with you. But hold on, I wasn't even listening. I thought I was supposed to remember the first set. No, we got to do two. We got to do two groups. Yeah. No, we no, actually no. You did, you, you're doing it differently than what we set up. Uh, wow. It's, it's Everyone's failing the cognitive altogether. test. Does anybody want to try these next, the, the five words that I just said? Glass, <laughs> phone, calculator, and I missed the last one, sorry. A stamp, right? Yes. Stamp. Uh -huh. Very you. good, ladies. Very, very good. I'm fucked up now because I don't remember the first ones because she threw the second ones at me. Okay, so the next <laughs> portion of the test is the attention test. Now, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read you a list of digits. And you have to repeat them in the same order. Okay, but I can only say them one time. Two, one, eight, five, four. Let's start with you, Chris. Two, one, eight, five, four. Jess? Two, one, eight, five, four. 
Peter? 21854. Shana? 21854. And Emma? 21854. Okay. I'm going to give you another set of digits and you have to say them backwards. Oh, shit. Seven, four, two. Let's start with Shana. Two, four, seven. Very good, Shana. Um, Emma. Two, four, seven. Okay. I think that was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the next one. I'm going to read you a list of letters. And when you hear the letter A, I need all of you to raise your hand. So as soon as you hear the letter A, hand up. F, B, A, C, M, N, A, A, J, K, L, B, A, F, A, K, D, E, A, 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 J, A, M, A, O, F, A, A, B, A. Okay, good job. I raised my okay. hand like six times on other letters. What? J sounds like A. Uh, so. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next one, I'm going to give you, okay, I'm going to give you, hold on, let me see what I have to do here. You have to subtract the number seven starting from 100. So you're subtracting the number seven, starting with 100, and then you're subtracting the seven from the previous answer. So let's start with Jess. I'm going to start with you, Jess, whenever you're ready, and I'll tell you when to stop. Hang on. I don't get it. What do you mean? Okay, so you're going to start with the number 100. Okay. Subtract seven from 100, so whatever that answer is, then subtract seven from that answer. Got it. And you keep, yes, so you keep going down. Okay. okay. Jess. 93. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. What happened? Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with Jess. You're starting at 100. And then the next person that I call oh, on, okay. you're going to keep just going. So we're that makes more sense. seven from the previous answer. Okay, Jess, whenever you're ready. 93. Keep going. Yeah, go three numbers, Jess. Oh, I, I thought it was each person. Yeah, okay, do, so do, 93, do 86, 79. Chris? Uh, 72. Power on. 2. 64. And 57. Okay, um, I'm sorry, Chris, you failed that part. I, <laughs> I hate math. I can't do it. My brain won't let me. I know it's hard. Okay, <laughs> let's start with you. Let's start with um 72. 72? Yeah, so start from 72. 72, uh 65, 57, 50, 43. I'll keep going until you tell me to stop. Well, you failed that portion of the test too. It was 58. You said 57. 65. Oh fuck me. <laughs> That second one. It's the second one. That's the second one. I'm telling you. Okay, Shada. 
Let's start with oh. you. Let's start with let's start with seventy two again. I thought you know what? Let's start with hold on fifty eight. Fifty-eight, right, is where I'm starting. Yeah, start with fifty-eight. Okay. Uh, so fifty-one. Then forty. Four. Then thirty-seven. Okay. Do I need to keep going? The math is uh -huh. making my brain burn. It's I, mean, here, I can smell the off. smoke. Start with oh, thirty-seven. Thank God, thank God I start with thirty-seven. Thirty, <laughs> twenty-three, and then um, fourteen. What? No, wait, wait, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I'm wrong on that. It's, 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 um, it's sixteen. <laughs> okay. Very yeah, good. I, I knew I was said wrong when I said it. Okay, the next part is the language portion of the cognitive test. I'm gonna read you a sentence and you're gonna have to repeat it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go around and give you guys one sentence that you have to repeat. So let's start with, um, I'm gonna start with Emma. I only know that John is the one to help today. I only know that John is the one to help today. Okay, Jess. The cat always hid under the couch when the dogs were in the room. The cat always hid under the couch when the dogs were in the room. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Peter, I went to the store and bought milk, eggs, and sugar. I went to the store and bought milk, eggs, and sugar. Okay. Um, Shana, I always use my yellow umbrella when it rains in Southern California. I always use my yellow umbrella when it rains in Southern California. Okay, and Chris, mom gave me a red raincoat for my 17th birthday in New York. My mom gave me a red raincoat for my 17th birthday in New York. Why well, get the longest sentence? I'm upset about that. You gave me a fucking paragraph. Yeah, and Peter got the shortest one. <laughs> God. <laughs> Do this Shakespearean monologue and see if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying here. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. Yo, OP, do you remember the first five words I gave you? <laughs> I mean, probably some of them. Like, I remember straw. I remember bowl. I remember notebook. I remember bird. But the last one, hold on, the last one, that's that's a tough one. Um, straw, notebook, bird, bowl, and your mother's beaver. Um, wow. <laughs> no, I can't, you know, because you wow. screwed me up with that second set. What? It was wall. Wow. Wall. Okay, yes. Okay, guys. Well, so it wasn't your mother's that. beaver. <laughs> okay, well, that was fun. Okay, so it's time for just one question. I'm going to pick some of the topics from the top of the show and ask you one question about that topic. Okay, give me one second here. I just, okay. Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach mansion went on the market today for $22 million. According to the Netflix documentary about Epstein, this was his home base for his sexual abuse of underage girls. So my question is, any chance you think they'll get the full asking price for this house? I mean, in honor of him, you should, he should lower it to like 14. 
That's his perfect. <laughs> That's his favorite number. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? I think you got to burn yeah, it, it down. It has to be burned down. It's like, who would want to live? I mean, yeah, I you'd awesome. have to burn yeah. it down. Yeah. Are, like, are they leaving the massage room? A lot of people. I get, yeah. I know a lot of people, people out there. It's famous now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people would want to live there because it is where it is. I mean, people bought, you know, the, they eventually tore down the house on Cielo Drive, but people lived in that house after you know, the Manson murders happen. People like, there are people who are fans of that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. people lived where the Manson family lived. That farm became available. People bought that, you know? I mean, people people like that. People bought Versace's home in Miami, you know? Yeah. yeah I guess there is someone out there for everything, right? Yeah, but I mean, the thing, like, you, listen, thing, you know that this is going to be a very high-profile purchase so whoever buys that they better be ready to take the heat because you know that they're not gonna let that like they're not gonna be like not, there's gonna be no amnesty there like if you buy this home no everybody's gonna know that you bought this shit yeah but if you can afford that home you're rich enough to not give a shit i mean it depends you never yeah know. if you can afford it you were probably already on the flight logs anyways so enough. okay yeah, yeah but you're, you're negotiating that price i mean <laughs> I remember when we bought our house, uh, I think I found a pen in one of the rooms when we moved in. I was like, wow, look, something they left. I can only imagine what they might leave in this house. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you don't want to find some of the stuff that might be hidden somewhere in there. But yeah. somebody's I mean, looking for another well. high-profile house. The Golden Girls house is also for sale for only- I know. I would love to live there. Three How many? Million, yeah. Yeah, it's, three it's million. Three million. Ooh, affordable. Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm more upset about that than the Epstein house going to say. I feel like it should be worth more than three mil. That's kind of kind of ridiculous. But they didn't film there, did they? It was no, no, it was just the exterior. No, it was just the exterior. But if you look at the house, it's so cute. The kitchen though looks like I mean it's so dated, but I don't know. It's so charming and it's so cute. It's like I would love to live in the Golden Girls house, but that's just me. Okay, so in 1983, Vanessa Williams became the first African-American woman to be crowned Miss America. Less than a year later, she was forced to surrender her crown after Penthouse Magazine uncovered and published nude photos of her that included some images of her and another woman in sexual positions. Considering the enormous success people like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian have seen after sex tapes of them emerged, we wanted to ask you, if you think that what happened to Vanessa Williams could happen again today. Yes. Well, I, I don't yeah. think the shaming that would happen. I don't think yeah, it would be the same shaming that she yeah. went through and the way that they, may, they, they forced her to give up the crown. And I mean, they may have regulations because it's Miss America and yeah. it's a scholarship competition, yeah. but they may have rules about what she signed legally in the paperwork to compete against Miss America. So that may be, but the shaming, the public shaming and everything. I mean, Vanessa Williams, I think, did exactly what, you know, she did. She rose above it eventually. I mean, obviously she has a wonderful career today. So it didn't tarnish her that badly. But I do think that the, the way that she was publicly humiliated about it, um, especially when these photos weren't like, 
you know, they were artsy photos that, I mean, if you went to art school, so many people took art photos like this and did it as a favor to your artsy friend or, or did it because you wanted to take your clothes off and, and be free. And it was a moment and a blip in your time when you were 19 years old. And, you know, but do I think she'd be crucified now? If, if, if someone like Vanessa Williams came out, that's relatively tame in comparison to the sex tape you know, Kim Kardashian put out. I mean, that one was, you could get it in video stores. Not, you know? It didn't even hurt the first lady either, so. No, you know? I mean, 30, 36 years ago when this happened, it was a scandal, you know, because she was Miss America and everything else. And, I, and but I mean, now it's like a career move. Like, like if you, if you want to, I, I mean, there's, there's been stories for years that, that Kim Kardashian didn't have a problem with that that tape of her and Ray J going out because of the fact that uh, the Paris Hilton tape had done so well to help Paris Hilton's career, um, you know, and and that was and that wasn't by you know intentional. I mean, Paris Hilton didn't want that tape going out, but it did, and and then it blew up her whole career beyond what it already was. Uh, so yeah, it would be a career move. I, I mean, yeah, the, the other part about being on in Miss America that probably won't be a problem because I think a couple of years ago. I don't know if it was Miss America or Miss USA. She, she had to back out too because of either, I don't know if it was racy photos or she used the N-word on Instagram or both. It could have been both. So <laughs> that'll definitely have the same effects as 36 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You must yeah. have racial slurs. Like that would probably get you in more trouble than having racy photos for sure. Maybe I mean, it should yeah. be a requirement in these competitions. Screw the bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, just do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make, make it a lot more fun, at least. Okay, well, that's, that's our show for today. We will see you back here tomorrow for another Trump Free Friday featuring our game show, Dodge. If you'd like to play along with us and be a contestant, send us a DM and we will contact you. So we'll see you back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Have a good night, everyone, and please stay safe. Bye. Good night. Go Yankees! It's a scholarship competition. It's a scholarship. Do they know how it, which, how?